This is Dr. Paul Sabin of North Valley Dermatology. It turns out there are a couple of new sun protective measures. It seems that exercise and caffeine together may be helpful in preventing skin cancer. Researchers at Rutgers University studied the effects of caffeine and exercise on mice as it relates to skin cancer. These mice were given water laced with low-dose caffeine, the human equivalent of about one or two cups of coffee per day, and a running wheel for voluntary exercise. This combination increased their ability to kill off sun-damaged cells by almost 400%. Now, this doesn't mean you won't need any other sun protection, and they still need to do a lot of research to see if it's true in humans, but the research looks promising. Be sure to grab that cup of joe before you go for your run or your ride this morning, and your skin will thank you for it. I'm Dr. Paul Sabin, and that's what's good for the skin you are in. If you have skin care questions, make an appointment today with Dr. Paul Sabin of North Valley Dermatology. Call Dr. Paul Sabin today at 342-3686. Again, that's 342-3686. St. John the Baptist Catholic Church of Chico is proud to help bring you Seeds of Truth. Heard every weeknight evening from 6.30 to 7 p.m. right here on KKXX. St. John the Baptist Parish is a Catholic family community serving our area with a variety of services and ministries for both Catholics and the community at large. St. John's Catholic family welcomes anyone and offers a wide range of programs and ministries from prayer and support groups to socials and Christian cultural activities. Call the parish office for a complete Mass schedule or more information at 343 8741 or visit the website at stjohnthebaptistchico.org. St. John the Baptist Catholic Church welcomes anyone seeking spiritual fulfillment at Mass or benediction or 24-hour weekday adoration of the Blessed Sacrament. Call St. John's Parish Office, 343-8741 or on the web at stjohnthebaptistchico.org for a complete schedule or more information. This is Seeds of Truth. Your host is Joe Holcraft, Doctor of Theology of St. John's Catholic Parish and the Sacramento Diocese. If you have a question or would like to participate in today's program, call 894-7325. Let us begin in the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Our Father, Father, who who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Amen. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Well, welcome to Seeds of Truth Radio. This is Joe Holcraft coming to you from KKXX Studios, Chico Life Radio, 104.5 FM and AM 930. It is good to be with you this evening. I was uh, very tempted to say another weekend, but we are officially uh, transitioned. We have officially transitioned out of the Catholic Hour, Why Be Catholic, and we are now Seeds of Truth Radio. Um, So it is good to be with you this evening. Uh, an evening where we have the opportunity to focus in on what it means to witness to our faith uh, in the very ordinary manner of how we go about our day. Uh, Having the opportunity to go to the evenings is going to allow me, uh, your host, to uh, have a guest each uh, night looking at the many different aspects of Catholic life and thought. So Monday evenings are going to be devoted to lay witness and I have Mary Waldorf joining me today to do that. Tuesdays are going to be devoted to 
uh, a look at church history, Wednesdays, Pope Francis Thursdays. We're going to take a careful look at uh, some apologetics, reasons to believe. And then Friday, we will essentially downsize what I've been doing on the weekends, where we will focus on the readings. But for tonight, this evening, uh, I am excited to kick off our new Seeds of Truth radio um, by having the opportunity to look at the very uh, large and important topic of pro-life. Uh, and I do have Mary Waldorf, uh, lab manager over at Chico State in the physics department, to join me to talk about that. Mary, it is good to have you with me tonight. Thank you very much, Joe, for inviting me, and I appreciate being given the opportunity to share my faith. You betcha. And you know, Mary, as we go here from week to week uh, on this radio program, we will focus in on what it means to witness. Um, And from one Monday to the next, we'll take up a theme. And I could not think of any better theme, essentially, uh, topic to talk about in so far as the importance of witnessing to our faith in the world than that of uh, being pro-life. And I know this is something very close to your heart, Mary. So why don't you tell our listeners a little bit about maybe what got you into uh, the 40 Days for Life, which you're going to talk about a little bit, um, but then also just generally, uh, you know, your witness to life. And then we'll have the opportunity uh, in this time frame to be able to really explore what it means ultimately in our faith to witness to life and why this is such an important aspect of our faith today in 2014. Thank you, Joe. Um, one of the things that I want to say with the 40 Days for Life is the joy, actually, that it brings. But, you know, as always, God leads us in an incredible journey, and you have no idea what you're doing when you're doing it, and so it becomes an adventure because, mm. you know, you never would imagine that, uh, he's going to put you in a particular spot. And um, I started out uh, being really ignorant of of life in general uh, to the point when I first was a freshman in college, I uh, was, you know, the first introduction in being in the dorms. They gave the uh, preliminary talk about contraception and different ways you can be in, you know, can protect yourself. Um, and I was pretty naive at that point, and was like, this is dumb. But uh, mm-hmm. one of the things that all of us heard was, well, you know, if, if you get pregnant and something happens, um, it's no big deal. You just go down to a clinic, and it's like being, you know, blob of tissue or tooth being pulled. And so, mm-hmm. you know, we didn't know that that was the case, and um, we just believed them. Sure. And uh, as uh, you move out of the freshman dorms, we became a sophomore. I lived out in an apartment with three other women, and one of the women uh, became pregnant. And she was concerned, and but she goes, ah, oh, no big deal. You know, I'm just going to go down and, you know, get it taken care of. And all of us other roommates said, do you want help? Or, you know, is there anything we can do? And we didn't understand the significance of it at all. And um, when she went down to that clinic, she came back a completely different person. And we Mm. had no tools to be able to help her, to Mm. relate to her, 
to guide her. All we knew was she was a mess. She went mm. down, not a mess. She came home a complete mess mm. to the point where she ended up dropping out of school. And, you know, what could we do? We knew we didn't handle it well, but then what? So as my uh, training went further in um, immunology, I ended up taking a class that was looking at the lethal dose of 50% of the uh, organism that we were working with. Uh, you basically find out how much of a, a chemical substance or um, that you can give to an organism before 50% of them die. Mm. And one of the things that we worked on was chick eggs. And I will never forget looking at the development of the chick eggs. They had been fertilized. How quickly the heart began to mm. beat. You see mm. the blood coursing through. And just, you know, the eyes are completely opened. And you go, oh my God, literally. Mm. Literally, yep, yep. It's life. It's mm. not a blob of tissue. And it, it just, it ripped me. I don't know how else to say it. Mm. And then you go, all right, now that I know that this is true, what do I do with this? And as, as God puts different things in your way, you then start to see, wow, this person has had this interaction and they've been hurt too. So it wasn't an isolated incident. And then even when I became older and had a job, I experienced a young man who was devastated by an abortion that I, I, he experienced because he was so excited to be a dad and had all the financial possibilities of taking care of his child. And um, he, I found him weeping in a lab one time and I asked him what was wrong and he said he shared with me that his girlfriend his mom and his mother-in-law had gone down to take care of the pregnancy mm. and he said as my son yeah and again just the hole in his heart was huge what God are you asking me to do here? And as providence happens, uh, somebody gave me a ticket to go down to the Walk for Life in San Francisco at that time. And like I said, I didn't even buy the ticket. It was just given to me. And when I went down and I saw the witness and the positive nature of all these people walking for life, and at that time it wasn't as big as it is now. Mm-hmm. But you could see, here's one side who's so peaceful and joyful and full of life. And then the other side that is angry and upset. And as you progress and as you pray through this, this uh, activity, you realize the woundedness of these people. Mm-hmm. And instead of going, oh my goodness, it's us versus them, which was never in your mind, my mind anyway, it was like, 
wow, something must have happened to these people. Just as it had happened to my roommate, just as it had happened to this young man, that they would have done differently had they mm-hmm. been giving the information that was truthful. Yeah. And that brings me into the 40 Days for Life. Because, again, it deals with really looking at God's providence, really looking at how every single person was created in the image and likeness, not of humanity, but of God. So that every single person created is a son or daughter of the divine. Amen. Amen. And, you know, even... Before that, though, I remember reading as a fourth grader, bless the heart of my teacher, (laughs) because she let me read the story of Anne Frank. Mm. And I remember reading it and going, would I stand up? Would I hide somebody? Would I be on the wrong side of this issue? Would I protect or would I and defend or would I push them out the door? And I thought, I don't know what I would do. I hope that I would do the right thing. But in the circumstances of my life, you know, maybe being on the line, would I stand up? And then as you progress, you learn about the slavery issue. Again, people stood up for slavery and, and, and stood up against slavery. Which side would you be on? And again, there's conflict between families. One side says yes, one side says no. Where are you on that fence? It's not a fence. Mm-hmm. It's, it's the idea of right and wrong, truth or not. And so, again, that's God forming me to then, okay, what's my challenge? And this is a challenge that has affected not just me individually, my family, but also the country and now the world. So what impact can I do? You can say, oh my goodness, I can't do anything. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But that's not true. Yes. You know, our Lord tells us to really take up each and every moment and give it to God. You know, Romans 12 verses 1 to 3 you know, essentially, Paul, Paul telling us how our very lives are to be an offering to God, a spiritual worship. And in that, he says, essentially, you know, God wants to, to meet us in all of the concreteness and particularity of each and every moment. And he says, give to me this moment, give to me that moment, and look at what I can do with the time that you give me. You know, and so, yeah, we, we, we take up this this challenge, I love the fact that you use the word challenge, and that's what it is. I mean, you know, Mary, the Lord gives us so many challenges. He puts so many things on our heart, but we say, you know, well, I know, what's that commercial? <laughs> you know, you know, almost, didn't you almost do this or didn't you almost do that? I think we've all heard that commercial, but you never did it. God puts something on our heart, and He does not want us to say, you know, well, I almost did this or I almost did that. He wants us to respond to what He puts on our heart. And part of that response is to embrace the challenge. You know, I, I, I love language. 
language reveals, you know, uh, so much. You know, words have meaning and purpose. And the word challenge, provocatio, means to call forth, to call out. And it, ultimately, each and every one of us, Mary, have a challenge. And to the degree that we embrace this challenge is to the degree and the measure that we become ultimately who God wants us to be. But we have to put ourselves out there, you know, because if we don't, then whatever it is we're doing, it doesn't flourish. And so here, our Lord has put on your heart, you know, to be an ambassador for 40 days for life. Which is really funny because no matter what I do, I try to back out of being the director and it's like, nope, not yet. <laughs> yeah, didn't I say, let's see, lab manager of <laughs> you're managing, you're overseeing. You know, God is using your, your talent, right? And, and this is an exciting thing because, you know, Mary, as we talk about 40 days for life and, and, and witnessing to the faith, um, this is something that is around the clock. I mean, 40 days for life is, you know, it is a 24-7 gig where you're praying in front of uh, Planned, Planned Parenthood. Parenthood, right? Yeah, for twenty, and that means to you know you get people to sign up at the two o'clock hour, and, the, and I'm not talking about in the afternoon, right? Well, we're actually we're our, for Chico right now. We're we would love to do a twenty four seven, but right now we're doing a twelve hour. And we got to start somewhere. We got to right? start somewhere. <laughs> but yeah, you got to shoot for the stars and say, okay, you know, let's get this and then expand it. But those twelve hours, how important are those twelve hours? And they're, they're critical because when you, go out, if, when you go out with the idea that, Lord, let me do your will, and you go to stand as a witness, you're really standing at the foot of the cross because there are children who are dying there every day. Now, do they do surgical abortions every day? No. But they are handing out chemical abortifacients every day. And there's even, there's all sorts of methods that are out there that women are given and men are given to cause the death of a child. And they don't know it, or if they do know it, they've numbed themselves to it. And in reality, these, every single person that walks in and out of there, even the, the clinic workers are children of God. And so it's a call to pray for every single person that goes in and out of that clinic, no matter why they're going in there. And that is the whole purpose. It's so prayerful. And I think you have to look at, this is a conversation with God, and you're facing in humility that you can't yourself do anything. All you're doing is standing, just as Mary did at the foot of the cross. She couldn't stop Christ's crucifixion. She knew he was going to go through it. And yet she stood in witness. And maybe there are some people who come out that want to have a different way. And so we provide information for them and get them the resources that they need, which is incredible. Or there's times when people have come up and they've been angry because there's a woundedness that they have. Mm -hmm. And they want to know why I think this is so important. And I start out with, they are important. And what is, what is it that brought them to this point? Because their humanity 
is just as important as mine. Mm-hmm. And so it brings it, it's not a, there's no condemnation here. Mm-hmm. And that's the beauty of it. That so you can relate to somebody as a child of God, just as you are a child of God. And what happens, even in that time period where you're, you're discussing, and it can be a little bit challenging at first. And I have to admit, I have to ask the Holy Spirit to lead because I'm not that bright. There's no other way to do it. <laughs> no, there's no other way to do it. And it becomes good. You know, I think the point you bring up now, Mary, is quintessential. You know, to, to look at each and every person that walks out of that abortion clinic, um, whether they've had the abortion or not, you know, you mentioned they're handing out abortifacients and so on and so forth, to, to see them as, as equals. Because to be able to do that is, is to really allow God to, to work in a, in a new and profound way, because ultimately it says, you know what? This person is in a great deal of pain, and, you've, and you said it well, Mary, you've put me here, you know, in this person's path to, to journey with them. You know, and to just engage in conversation. You know, so often today there's, um, you know, there's this point-counterpoint mentality, punch-counterpunch mentality, you know, and because in, you know, in all of the drive-by media and in all of the media, really when it comes to to abortion, it's just these two um, faces against one another. When in reality, you know, on on the ground level, it's something very different. Yes, there's a battle and there's a war, don't get me wrong, but essentially, these people are broken. You know, you talked about the walk for life. You know, you're walking down and you feel this peace. You look over and you see the pain. You see the hate. To be able to see that is so important because ultimately, that is when evangelization begins. To be able to say, you want to know what? It's not about proving my point. It's about witnessing to truth, just as Mary did. And in that witness saying, come journey with me. I have something to show you. you know, and, and we do it as 1 Peter 3.15 reminds us with gentleness and uh, reverence and with a sense of, you want to know what? This person has a story to tell and I need to listen. I need to listen. I think the listening is absolutely critical because when you're wounded, you, how are you going to get to that point of healing if somebody doesn't listen? And I think that's one of the most difficult parts of, of really engaging people who are, call themselves pro-choice because what is, what is it that they're saying mm-hmm. and why did they get there? And in reality, you have to find a common ground and that is our humanity. Mm-hmm. And the fact that, I don't know about anybody else, but I know about me, there I could look myself whether in the mirror or not and go i have sinned mm-hmm. and if it wasn't for the grace of god i would not be where i was today or am today and i now that i'm more aware of god i haven't always been aware of god's presence but as he's revealed himself to me in my foibles and falling um it's easier for me then to look at other people and go you know they just were led down the wrong path, just like I was led down a long pa- wrong path. Mm-hmm. And therefore, how can I condemn you? And look at how we started out with the Lord's Prayer. That's so critical. Yeah. yeah. You know, forgive me 
as I have forgiven others. If I can't look at somebody else in love, how can I expect God to love me? Yeah. And that is just paramount. But most of the time when we're out at the clinic, there aren't people that come up to us. So I want to be able to tell people that that's where the prayer is critical. Amen. And really, the power of being able to just be present, you know, to be in front of that clinic, having people drive by, the power of silence, the power of prayer. You know, time has really flown by here, <laughs> We just have but seconds left here. If you had, you know, just uh, one last message for our listeners, what would that be in relationship to 40 Days for Life and, and really the witness to life? Well, one of the things is that in reality, when you pray out at the clinic, even when you say nothing at all, you're just praying and being present, you're praying for everybody going by in their cars and everything else. And they found that there's up to 75% no-show rates when people pray. And if mm. we in Chico, mm. just here in Chico, yeah. as a Christian community, came out, no matter what your affiliation is, and just were present, you would be saving lives. And there's no other way you can save lives that easily. Amen. I think that's a really important point, you know, Mary, because ultimately, as we talk about uh, the, the, the power of witness, ultimately, what it lends itself to is people thinking more critically about what it is that they're doing. If they're driving by, you know, we were sharing before uh, we went on air, you know, I was in front of the clinic on one occasion, this gentleman on the truck, he, he drove by and he was firing expletives at me and so on and so forth. I mean, he really had a lot to say. And uh, there was a couple of um, guys with me and he, he went on his way. And then two minutes later, a guy came up, he stopped, he pulled over and he had some more firming words and he went on his way. And I looked over at my buddy and said, I mean, said anything, you know, we're just, you know, and as you speak to that and, and you give the numbers, I just think there's so much uh, being lost today if we don't think critically about the power we have to just witness in this way, you know, and it, it really lends itself to, um, you know, Pope Francis has called us to witness in the simple acts of love. And he's really given this new momentum. And here we have an opportunity in 2014, simple acts of love, just really giving God our time and saying, okay, this is what I'm going to do. I'm going to give God this hour. And he asks us for that yeah. in the Garden of Gethsemane. Can you not give yeah. me just one yeah. hour? And that reverberates. And the blessings that come from being out there from one hour of prayer are multiplied over and over in the graces that are poured out. And I can't emphasize that enough. There is not one person who's gone to the clinic, who's spent time in prayer, who has not grown spiritually. At least nobody's told me that they haven't. They've yeah. only told me that they have. Yeah. Amen. And, Amen. Well, speaking of prayer, let us close in prayer. Mary, thank you for being with me today. Really, this this half hour is going to be tough for me. <laughs> I'm used to <laughs> an hour. I'm like, 
<laughs> wow, we just barely got cooking here. Well, uh, again, if you do have any questions, uh, comments, observations, thoughts, flying accusations, please don't hesitate to email me at jholljmj at yahoo.com. Again, that's jholljmj at yahoo.com. Um, any um, words of, uh, certainly for any words for Mary, please uh, send them my way and I'll be sure that um, she gets them. I do appreciate, Mary, you being with me tonight. Um, Thank you very much. I, I think I'm going to bring you back and we're going to talk more about this because <laughs> really I lo I'm looking down at my notes and I didn't want to stop you, but we could have talked about so much more. So anyways, let's, let's close in prayer. In the name of the Father, Father the Son, Son, Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Heavenly Father, we do just give you a special thanks and praise for the gift of the time that we do have together to reflect upon the importance of witnessing to life that Again, quintessential issue that we are called to um, really hold so close to our heart that in everything that we do, we draw people to look at this, not an issue, but an opportunity for us to really love you more deeply. Uh, we pray all these things through your most holy and precious name. Amen. Amen. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Been listening to Seeds of Truth. Heard every evening from 6.30 to 7 p.m. right here on KKXX. If you have questions or feedback, you may email Joe at jholljmj at yahoo.com. For a copy of today's program, visit joeholcraft.org or call KKXX during regular business hours at 894-7325. Thanks for listening to The Seeds of Truth on KKXX.